This is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. This is Amy Ressler. I'm with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And this is the Family Health and Wellness Hour, or the Awesome Hour, as Jake puts it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I like you. You Thank can you. stay. Yes. Just tell <laughs> Dick. <laughs> hey, Dick. I like Jake. He's good. All right. So here on um, the Extension Hour, so you're going to hear somebody different every time, actually. So today it's it's me, Amy Ressler, and um, but we take turns to, because, as Jake mentioned in his gracious introduction, we do have. A variety of things that we do in extension and lots of times people are kind of confused or don't really understand the full scope of everything that we do but with family and consumer sciences we do things that relate to families help families and what i love about doing the extension hour is having guests and i've got awesome guests today um i have ashton herring say hi ashton hi everybody <laughs> tell us about you i am the first responder and outreach coordinator for montgomery county hospital district our ems service here in the wonderful montgomery county Great to have you. And then we also have Deputy Steve Squire. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You did great last time. I appreciate it. He was like a little nervous, Ashton. He was like, I'm not sure that I want to talk. And for me, this is fulfilling my childhood dream. So every time I come, I'm like, yes, I get to be on the radio. To be honest, I was like a lot nervous. (laughs) But you did great. You did really well. And so here Ashton is living the dream. Here you are living the nightmare. Is that what it is? I'm here. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. Um, you guys are really connected in the community, lots um, lots of great um, help and lots of great information. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, safety, summertime safety. But before we do that, I want to introduce the newest member of our extension service, and that is Mike McBride. Say hi, Mike. Hello, everybody. So Mike is our new Family and Consumer Sciences Program Assistant. Um, so like I said, we do lots of different things, so Mike helps us um extend our outreach and the kinds of things that we do in family consumer sciences and um so you know we think it's hot right mike just moved from alaska Alaska. Alaska. oh my gosh are you still thawing out i'm from texas originally i'm from el paso so i'm used to hot temperatures the last 25 years have been in the far north we went inside and stopped working if it hit 70. yeah (laughs) because that was we would never work if we did that here (laughs) that's right because it doesn't get below seven very often. You know, those, those two days in February, right? right. Um, so, Mike, tell us more about you. Well, I like I said, I'm from El Paso, a UT El Paso graduate with a business, uh, can't speak English today, business degree. <laughs> also have a master's in counseling. Uh, spent a lot of years as emergency services counselor, suicides, psychotics, and the like. I was also a probation officer in Alaska, uh, managed some drug and alcohol programs. I love teaching. I worked with 4-H, which is an AgriLife Extension program. I was a cooking instructor and shooting instructor. Yeah, I told my kids, if you're going to shoot it, you're going to eat it. <laughs> it's not just to hang on the wall. So Good old Texas boy right there. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad to be back home in the Lone Star. I got tired of hearing jokes about Texans in Alaska, so forget them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's having fun working with us. Absolutely. So we've, we've actually been interviewing. We've got a position open and we're going to um, fill that pretty soon. And, and Mike's been very, very kind to say about coming to work. What, what are you? I tell people um, for once in my life, I get to go to work instead of have to go to work. Isn't that oh, nice? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we do enjoy what we do. Um, we do lots of a variety of things. And um, usually in the first segment, we spend just a little bit of time talking about things coming up. Um, but you know, in the summertime, 
we spend lots of time, um, like the 4-H department does a lot of things with summer camps. They've been like really busy with horse show and um, leadership camp. Um, they have some other stuff coming up. And then also we do some conferences and those kinds of things in the summer. So I've got like a couple of those that are coming up. So not a whole lot of public programs specifically, but there are still things coming up and things happening. And, and uh, of course, we, we still answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people call to ask for information. But one thing that actually is coming up um, next Saturday, so on July 8th, our uh, Master Gardeners are hosting a rainwater harvesting and irrigation by the homeowner workshop. So all about rainwater harvesting. Have you guys ever seen that? I have. I have. It's pretty cool. Um, in fact, the, our, our building there at the um, extension office, we, we actually have two, and one is more of the Master Gardener building. It's actually designed to be a rainwater harvesting demonstration. Oh, wow. So um, the way the building is uh, designed, the, the roof has a really um, steep incline, um, and, and it's designed where it can gather up condensation. So it can actually collect the <laughs> – we take advantage of the humidity here. So it collects the condensation that comes off the roofs and put them – it puts them in the rainwater harvesting tower. That's so like, smart. That That's is. sustainable too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so like there's two big tanks there that collect it and they use that to water the gardens and do the demonstrations. And um, and I am not doing justice to the, the whole process the way I explain it. You know, it's just really cool, this water. Just, but <laughs> um, that workshop tomorrow or on Saturday, July 8th, not tomorrow, but July 8th, the next Saturday, um, 9 to 11. And so they you will you will hear experts who can explain it way, way better than I can. <laughs> All right, so um, Ashton, there was something else coming up this week that yeah. you wanted to tell us about. So we have a car seat event um, next week, July 6th, in Willis at our fire station, uh, Montgomery County Emergency Services District Number 1, um, also known as North Montgomery County Fire Department. They are graciously hosting us um, on July 6th from 9 a.m. to 11.30, and you can go show up and get your car seat checked, which, um, as you know, Amy, 90% of car seats are installed incorrectly or used incorrectly so we think it's really important to come by, get your car seat checked. It takes about 30 minutes. It's free. Um, and just have that peace of mind. You know, you're traveling over the summer. So it's, you know, really important to make sure your kiddos are, are in your car safely. Yeah. It's open to anybody who's got kids that are is interested. In, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we, you know, we often think you've got, you've got a car, you've got a kid, you've got a seat, you're, you're, you're following the law, right? Deputy Squire's not going to pull you over and That's give you right. a ticket because your kid's in the seat. Right. But often, people often are those just... those seats just are not put incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's minor things. It's not like... Sometimes it's not minor things. I mean, they, they send you home from the hospital with this crying baby <laughs> and a, you know, a book of pages and you're sleep deprived and they just, you're supposed to figure it all out. And sometimes it's just difficult. And mm -hmm. so that's why we have child passenger safety technicians who are trained in how to do that and um, have that peace of mind like I said to know your kid is in there correctly right and you get home from the hospital you get it figured out and then the kid grows right and then you have to change and do, do they rear face or forward face or boosters I mean it's just a lot of stuff so do you ever get it figured out kids I mean I, I still haven't no yeah, my no. son is a firefighter and a police officer so he's into safety uh -huh. they used his car and his kids as a demonstration and he found out that even though he thinks he knows he had it installed wrong. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. so it's just a good check because, and we usually we have two or three people who check each one mm -hmm. of the seats too to make sure that we're kind of checking on each other mm -hmm. um, because it does get kind of complicated and confusing. Um, there's also replacement seats available as well. Yeah, if people are in need of car seat assistance, we do have that program available too. So um, for families or caregivers who um, maybe don't have the funds to have their own car seat, we we have that program for them. Awesome. 
All right, Deputy Squire, you were telling me about a rad program. Yeah, rad. Like it's really a, rad, really cool. It is really? a rad program. <laughs> it's a it's a program for self defense teaching to ladies. It's rad is rape aggression defense. Mm. And sadly, according to Rad International, one in three women will be sexually abused in their lifetime. So a need for a program like this is just incredible. And it's something the sheriff's office offers again for free, just like Ashton was talking about the program that she and I work with the car seats. The Rad program is also free to ladies here in Montgomery County, age thirteen and above. Okay, great. So tell me a little bit, what does that in, entail? I mean, what, how many, how many hours do they spend doing this or? Well, it is a small program. Mm -hmm. So as a self-defense program, it's going to teach you just the bare essentials that you need to, to not have to need self-defense. And then should you be in a situation that needs self-defense skills, you'll have a basic understanding of what to do. It's a 12 hour program. And here in Conroe area, we teach it in three, four hour nights. So it's very okay. intense night, mm -hmm. uh, very intense program. The first day is all book learning where we learn about situational awareness and how not to need self-defense, how to put yourself in a situation to where you're not at risk or, or less at risk. And then the rest of the two, uh, two nights, we teach a lot of strikes, hand strikes, knee strikes, elbows, how to fight our, our way off the ground, how to defeat bear hugs. It's a very fun class. And at the end of the class, incidentally, that's tonight for me. I'm, I'm finishing up the class tonight. Mm -hmm. At the end of the class, we all get geared up. And the ladies get to practice their self-defense skills on a cop. And it's the only <laughs> time you can beat the snot out of a cop and not get in trouble. Ooh, some people would pay for that, huh? Beat I, the snot I feel like out of it's a the cop. good ladies night out. Like, I, leave them at home, <laughs> give them your honey-do list, and go beat up on Deputy that's Squire. Right. Well, that's an interesting point you talk about with leave them in at home because Rad understands that sometimes the ladies just aren't comfortable learning something like this in front of their loved ones. Mm. So sons, husbands, fathers, they're just not invited to the class. This is a ladies-only class. Okay, so um, you don't have one like scheduled immediately because you're just finishing up, but how do people, so someone wants to um, take advantage of this, how do they find out about when it is going to happen and okay. that kind of thing? All they have to do is just reach out to our website, mctxsheriff.org, and then look through the community programs. Rad will be on there. We'll have some contact information for who to get in contact. Um, like we were talking about before the show, a lot of times we have ladies that reach out to us with 12 to 15 friends, mm -hmm. and that is a full class. So oftentimes the class is booked before we can even advertise that we have that class available. Wow. Okay, so we're talking about things that um, can be kind of scary, right? I mean, we don't have the kids in the seat safely, maybe, and there are, unfortunately, um, situations where people get attacked. And um, so sometimes safety can be, um, we talk a lot about how fearful it is, but what we want to focus on today, we're going to talk about all kinds of safety things, um, but we're going to focus on more of how can you be um, proactive mm -hmm. in um, preventing some of the things so that, um, you know, it's not a living a life of fear. Being safe does not mean you live in fear, but it just means you're aware of what's going on and, and uh, taking care of yourself. So that's really what we want to want to focus on in, in the next few segments. But before we do that, we do have to take a little bit of a break. But you are listening to the Extension Hour. This is Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. And you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 and 106.1. And we will be right back after this break. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. 
Good afternoon. We're back. We're back. This is the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent for Family Consumer Sciences. We have the lovely, talented Ashton Herring from Montgomery County Hospital District, the lovely, talented Steve Squire from the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, and the lovely, talented Mike McBride from Texas A&M AgriLife Extension <laughs> Service. Yeah, what a crew, what a crew. So uh, we are really um, happy to be here. We And you know what? I'm happy to be here, like, inside, out of the heat. What did you say earlier, Jake? What is the the heat index? 105. It could get like, up, and then tomorrow is going to be 104. And I think it's supposed to be like this all the way through Fourth uh, of July. So yeah. stay oh. hydrated. Don't drink too much, guys. <laughs> don't don't drink too much alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, drink lots but of water. Lots of water. Lots of water. Right? Lots of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. So um, we just thought with the heat and everything, it would be a good time to talk a little bit about summer safety. So we'll talk about um, heat, but then there's also a few other things. So. This 4th of July is coming up, right? Today is, what, June 30th. So um, 4th of July comes up um, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, so. Middle of the week, 4th of July. I know. It's kind of odd. Can you believe it's already July? I can't. Where did the summer where go? Did the, where did the year Kids, go? make it last because you have to go back to school in like a month. Well, every moment. <laughs> so um, definitely we want people to be safe. But as I mentioned before the break, well, you know, have fun, enjoy. I, I think sometimes people are like, I don't want to hear about safety. I just want to live. Have fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can have fun. And, and be so, safe. Yeah. So, okay, fireworks. Let's talk about fireworks safety. Yeah, so Deputy Squire, can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> the, um, I'm going to put you on spot, dun, the loss dun, right dun, now dun, for fireworks. Dun, dun, you know, dun, I, I think dun. the fireworks stands are everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, in most uh, city ordinances, they're they're not allowed. I know in the woodlands, the fireworks are banned, and so what do we need to know about fireworks and law enforcement for the week? Well, you did put me on the spot. I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I do know that uh, a lot of the cities do have city ordinances. So although you can buy fireworks outside of the city limits, and sometimes those stands are just barely outside that city, if you get caught coming back into those cities, you can be charged for that. You can receive a citation. They can take your fireworks away from you. I bet the the uh, sheriff's office collects lots of fireworks. What do y'all do with all those? Uh, actually, we do not because <laughs> oh. uh, we work in the county and we let the cities take care of all the oh, city ordinances. Okay. okay, so the cities have all the fireworks. So like in the county, if you're not within a city... Yeah, you is can only a... possess fireworks mm-hmm. and as long as it's fireworks season, we have no issues with that. Okay. Okay. So, um, this has been a long, long time ago. I'm going to tell a horrible story on myself, but um, we the, at this time I lived out in the country, so I knew that there weren't any like firework restrictions in this county where I lived. And um, I, my, my kids were kind of small at the time. I'm trying to think how old they were. My stepson was staying with us and he was like 10. So my daughter was probably five and my son was three. So um, we're, and uh, I don't know where my ex-husband was. He was, he was gone. But um, anyway, so we were, we decided we were going to do fireworks and we had this bottle rocket and we put it in and it, it um, and it goes, all of a sudden, the dry grass catches oh on fire. Oh, my gosh. That was the most frightening thing for us. And, you know, fortunately, no one got hurt. But, you know, I think back on that time, and wow, we could have seriously been hurt. We were able to call the neighbors. They brought their water truck, put it out pretty quickly. But um, that grass fire, I mean, it was just a little spark, and all of a sudden, yeah, there was fire everywhere. Well, so it's you know, a Not only thing. the fire, but I'm sure Ashton can probably tell some stories as well being on the EMS side. I've mm. responded as a law enforcement side of people who are not handling fireworks safely, and they get some significant injuries. Yeah. No, I mean, as you can imagine, this time of year, we see lots of firework-related injuries, and um, unfortunately, some of those are pretty devastating. You think um, these fireworks aren't intended to be handled. Um, you're not supposed to hold them. They're meant to be left on the ground, and so a um, little bit of liquid courage. Sometimes these adults feel mm. like they can 
um, they're invincible with these fireworks. So we do see some injuries, but and we want to talk about kids and fireworks. I know kids probably love sparklers and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty. I love fireworks. Um, and uh, but you know those things can get really hot and little little humans and little arms and you're talking 1200 degrees for a firework for these sparklers and that's just a lot for a little kid to handle so maybe encouraging parents to use things like glow sticks instead they can be just as fun and just as cool looking last a lot longer a lot last longer (laughs) right probably cheaper um and uh and they're a lot safer of course so um we just want to you know remind everybody follow the directions on the fireworks um you know have somebody who's you know maybe less than the alcohol intake who's supervising the firework use and and be safe and um don't try to get too brave with those fireworks because yes. i mean they're they're explosives right and there's wonderful displays firework displays all around so there's lots of places that you can go and you can see you know spectacular yeah. shows lake that are much better than one. the little spark- the woodlands has one yeah. i mean and i'm i mean lake conroe is so big you could probably park anywhere around lake conroe and see that firework show um, and they and they do a fantastic job. It's incredible. Uh, I believe you can um, listen in on the radios and the local radio stations. Are y'all doing anything here with the with the fireworks? Not that I know of, but we might want to hop in on this. I, I know yeah. it's not too late. So. Yeah, and and so um, you know maybe enjoy the expensive big huge fireworks <laughs> um, at the safety of your your car, or your backyard where you can see them. So, yeah, yeah. I'd like to add a little bit on the public safety side of that. Sure. Um, Ashton's talking about you can park just about anywhere and see them. I uh, would urge people to use caution, though, because we have a lot of people that, uh, especially when the Woodlands has their nice fireworks show, um, the roads, 45, the bridges. People will go up there and park on the bridge of 45 oh to try to get a good view of the fireworks, oh, and that is just crazy. so unsafe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Use common, yeah. common sense. Yeah, common sense. <laughs> All right, so fireworks that's definitely one thing coming up soon but let's talk about um other types of safety issues what's what's the next thing that you probably so, see that you're most concerned this about? is big words here so child vehicular heat stroke <laughs> um basically children suffering from heat related injuries because they're left in cars um and deputy squire can speak to the legalities of leaving children unattended in vehicles but um ultimately regardless of what the law says it's not safe and um unfortunately we've already had uh, deputy squire updated my numbers this morning or this afternoon We've had 16 deaths in the United States, um, seven of them being in Texas. That's just um, this year alone. Yeah, just yeah. this year, starting in January. And you think, I mean, it's a 105 degree heat index, but we're just now getting into the hot season. You know, Texas, we stay hot until September, October. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's it's just a tragedy. And um, we want to remind people um, it, it's not bad parenting. It's, it's, you know, mom's taking the kid every day and then dad has to take the kid for some reason. And so you get out of the habit of, um, or you're not in the habit of maybe checking the back seat. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a change in routine. It's a, um, something throws your morning off and these kids are being left in vehicles and it only takes just a few minutes in a car for the heat to exponentially increase. They oh, say yeah. just 10 minutes, it can be a 20 degree increase in the heat. So even though it might only be 90 degrees outside, it could be exponentially hotter in the car. Um, and in addition to our, our little babies um, and our children, um, our fur babies, don't leave your, I have a brand new fur baby. So this is like um, an important thing for me now, um, being a, a dog parent. But don't leave your dogs in the hot car. If it's hot for our kiddos, it's hot for our puppies. Yeah. So, um, you know, make sure they, you know, we're taking our children and our dogs in with us and not leaving them alone in the car. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of that is planning ahead. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, don't, you know, if you know that you're going to be out of the car for 
for any number of time. I mean, I, I think sometimes it happens. Someone thinks that they're just going to, I'm just going to run in for a few minutes. Right. And, Absolutely. But it doesn't take long. I met all. a young lady earlier, uh, well, last week, had just gotten out of jail for several years, but she's a wonderful lady. But she ran into the store for just a moment, came back, and her infant was dead. That's terrible. Yeah. And I think, you know, Amy, you know, made the joke earlier. I have a terrible sense of time. <laughs> um, and I think men are way worse. Um, sorry, guys. But you, <laughs> Appreciate that. you think five minutes, it's not really five. You know, it takes, think about Walmart, for example. You, you, you know, have to park like 10 miles back because it's always crowded. Yep. By the time you make it to the door, it's already five minutes. I mean, and you think, you know, you go shop and then stand in the forever line. And I mean, what you thought was five minutes was really a half hour. And, and you know, 20 degrees in, in 10 minutes, you're talking, it's a, you know, 100 degrees outside and even hotter in the car. It doesn't take a whole lot. Sure. Yep. So, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that it's illegal just to leave your car running when you run into the store without the child in it. Ah. Uh, you can receive a Class C citation, just like a speeding ticket for leaving your car running. You leave the kid in the car, it's going to be much more severe. And I, I learned something from the Citizens Academy, and Deputy Squire, correct me if I'm wrong. If your car gets stolen because you left the car running and the keys in it, it's yeah. not, it's not the, I mean, it's your fault. Your, your insurance company is going to say, sorry to hear your yeah. luck. You enjoy paying the rest of that car off. We're not paying it for you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, selfishly, don't leave your keys in the car. <laughs> like, that's like saying, hey, bad guy, come take my car. Yep. And that's the same for leaving the keys in the car overnight when you park and you feel that your yard is the safest place for your car and you leave the keys there. Yeah. Um, insurance company's not going to help you out and we're not going to be real happy with you. Right. And now you've just created work for the deputies and they're busy enough without extra work. Yes, wow. indeed. Yep. So I did bring some tips to help prevent against the heat stroke safety. Okay. And, uh, and also some very scary statistics. So according to the noheatstroke.org, we've lost 716 kids mm. due to vehicular heat strokes since 1998. And that was just updated only a couple days ago. Absolutely. I saw that yep. this morning. Yep. Ted, tell me that number again. 716 kids since 1998 have lost their lives because of they've left in cars. That's just in the U.S. Yeah, and to US. totally needless. Yep. So easy to prevent. Yep. Like Ashton said, we're at 16 so far this year that we've lost 39 total last year. This is mm. a preventable tragedy. Preventable. So some tips that uh, a lot of people recommend, and you've heard a lot of them, I'm sure. Um, I've heard some silly things on the radio, like take off one of your shoes and leave it with a kid so that when you go to go to work, you have to have your other shoe on. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd go that drastic, but <laughs> how about you take your purse, your briefcase, whatever you need for work, your cell phone, and you put it in the back seat with your child. And that way, if you are doing the abnormal routines, so you're having to run and drop the baby off, it's not something you normally do. When you get to work and realize, I need my purse, I need my wallet, my cell phone, because we always <laughs> pat ourselves down when we get out of the car, don't we? And then you, you, <laughs> you don't realize, make it very far nowadays without a cell phone. True. You really true. can't. Yeah. And then you look back and realize, oh, Johnny's in the back seat. Now I need to go back to daycare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're I, wondering where he's at. Well, the cell phone idea is huge since we're about yeah. to go illegal texting. Yeah, so you, you don't, don't need, need it anyway. Front Toss front it in the back seat. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's Double duty. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just read another one that I hadn't heard, and I thought it was a really good idea. And they suggest that you put a really big stuffed animal in your child's car seat. And that way, when you have to have your a child in the car with you, you take that stuffed animal, put it in the front seat beside you. And then when you get to work, you look over, you see a big fluffy bear in the passenger seat. You realize Johnny's still in a back seat because I forgot to drop him off. Yeah. Interesting. It's all about yeah. creating a habit, um, you know, so you remember to do that. Sure. It, and I guess to go back to car seats, there's some engineered, I guess, controls um, that kind of help parents remember. Some car manufacturers are now installing notifications to say, check the back seat when you turn the ignition off, which that's pretty cool. If you're in the market for a car, you can maybe look for mm -hmm. that feature. Um, and then some car seats even are having this technology where you, it actually, the car seat reminds you that the kid is buckled in the seat. 
so nifty. Yeah. So, that's only as good as what we let it be, though. That it's is true. Like the check engine light. Right. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't check my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the habits that we form, and like you said, you just kind of get a, either too much into a habit or out of a habit. Either right. one can cause you some some problems. So right. Definitely being being aware. All right. So we're gonna have to take another break, but we're gonna come back. Talk about more great safety tips from these awesome the, the, the experts that we have here. I was trying to put expert and awesome together. Awesome. I forgive expert. you. Thank you. Thank you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. And here we are again on this hot, hot, hot afternoon. 105 heat index. Uh, so we've been talking about um, the hot weather and, and the, the dangers of leaving um Children or animals? What do you call them? Fluffy, fluffy. Yeah, fluffy. Do you, do you have a dog named Fluffy? No, I I don't. I want Fluffy though. Oh, <laughs> my dog fluffy? is Fluffy, but her name's Izzy. Uh, <laughs> but fluffy, she's Fluffy. Izzy. I love Fluffy dogs. <laughs> but we we love our dogs. We love our children. We want to keep them safe. So don't leave them in the car, and don't leave your car running. Which I've learned something new today. I love having people who teach me something new. So Mission thanks. accomplished. That's right. Did He's probably he can probably teach you a lot about. What's illegal in Montgomery County in Texas? I, I bet he could. Yeah. It, so no, no offense, but sometimes laws are not common sense. I mean, we talk about common sense, but some, I mean, sometimes they're they're not. They some are little, not intuitive. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'll <laughs> it's agree not with just that. me. All right. Thank you. All right. So when we uh, had when we were breaking, you had talked about um, some more interesting information that you want to know because i i would say that that what you shared with us is not really common sense you wouldn't think that this would happen no i think a lot of people are are probably complacent and not understanding but out of the 16 deaths throw some more scary numbers at you we've had children out of the 16 that we've lost this year they've been as young as five months old and as old as six-year-old and a lot of people think that my six-year-old will be old enough to get out of the car if they're too hot Mm -hmm. but unfortunately that's just not the case that's not what we're seeing and what we're seeing is that out of those 16 nine people nine children have lost their lives and the ambient temperature outside was less than 90 degrees it's crazy and we're not it's not that hot i mean if you're in alaska you think gosh (laughs) this is the worst day ever but But that's not that hot around here that's right in texas you're like "Hmm." as a matter of fact many of them are in the 80s some in the 70s and one over in alabama was actually 68 degrees outside that child was left in the car the parents probably thought it's a comfortable 68 they're fine Mm. and unfortunately it wasn't the case yeah so, so 68 degrees. I'd be curious and, to see like what the average temperature is, even though it's 68 degrees outside, how hot that car gets because it acts like basically like an oven and, yeah. it, and it just holds in that heat. I'd be I curious have a temperature to see. Display. Next time I come on the radio, Amy, let's do that. Let's. Yeah. I have my temperature display. I'm parked right outside so we could put it in my car. Um, 
and we can bring the display in here and just as we do the radio show we can see how hot it gets um, in the car versus just the outside temperature. Yeah, because if that index today is at 105, you know, how actually hot does it get in that car? Right. I imagine it would be above 105. Oh, I'm so. sure. It's, oh, yeah, sure. well, well over. Well, you said they generally raise about 20 degrees or so, so we're talking we're getting close to 130 at this point. And oh, even absolutely. higher. I mean, I have a black car, so I'm sure it's even <laughs> hotter in there. Sure. It feels like it when you sit down on those seats. It is, yeah. it is. You know, the uh, constable's over at... Precinct 4 and the sheriff's office over there, they had a couple of deputies decide they were going to do a little media thing on Facebook Live. And so they put up a big show. They got into their red car. They figured it's a good neutral color and let the audience see how quick it was that their heart rate elevated, that they started sweating profusely, seeing the temperature in the car. They had to get out every now and then, let the medics check them out. Uh, and they put all that on Facebook Live to see just how quick it was that their bodies were affected as grown adults. With That's a really good demonstration. And, and babies and, and children, I shouldn't say babies, even six-year-olds, mm -hmm. they obviously don't compensate for that nearly as well as a, a grown adult would. And it's, if it's miserable for us, just think of our little humans. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you mentioned the six-year-old because you would think they would go, hey, hey, let me out, or get out. But, yep. but you know a really well-behaved child they yeah. may not say anything they may not know that they can or there's just some yeah well, and there's so you got to add a few other th details mm -hmm. in that. um we can't blame all of these on parents that left their babies in the car sure. sometimes these babies are playing in the car they're outside in the yard they decide they want to act like they're driving they get in the car yeah they do what kids are known for and they fall asleep while they're playing <laughs> and, and then they never wake up yeah so uh, we recommend that everybody lock their cars keep their keys away from their kids especially the young ones so that stuff like that just doesn't happen yeah Lock unoccupied cars in the driveway. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just to keep the burglars <laughs> in out, fact, but to keep right. the children out. We, yeah. we had a, a sibling death in the Dallas area earlier this year, which accounts for two of our seven in Texas. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly what it was. They were, um, you know, mom or, or dad or parent caregiver was inside, and um, the kids went out and were playing in the car, and that's where they found them deceased um, hours later. It's really sad. It is. So... We want to talk too about health. I mean, about heat. Um, so we're talking about in the car, obviously, and so we've established in the car it gets really hot, really fast, much hotter. But even just being outside, it's hot. So um, going along the theme of, of safety, let's talk about um, some of the heat safety and what, what what is the do you know what the difference is between heat exhaustion, heat um, heat stroke, heat cramps? So it's a hierarchy. So we start mm -hmm. with heat cramps. Um, and that's the, the warning signs. Um, you're still sweating, you're, um, but your muscles might start cramping. You're losing a lot of salt. You know, the athletes and runners will see that. Um, so if you're not staying hydrated and keeping those electrolytes, you'll start getting cramps. Um, and then we go to heat exhaustion. Um, and that's when it starts to get a little bit worse. And then finally ending with heat stroke was when your body stops sweating. Um, and then your symptoms are, are a lot more severe. And, um, you know, at the level of cramps and exhaustion, maybe you can treat that at home, depending. You know, elderly and young are susceptible to um, bigger emergencies at um, those lower levels. But obviously, heat stroke is really serious. Sure. And then, you know, we were joking, too, about, oh, you know, 90 degrees is not that hot. But, you know, sometimes we don't even know. Um, you know, we, we, we become accustomed to it, so we don't realize how hot right. we're getting. Right, right. So what are some good uh, tips for what to do, what to look for when um, something's coming on and how to head it off so that when you feel the heat cramps, it doesn't become heat stroke. Right. So, you know, is, is when you start feeling that fatigue and um, any kind of cramping when you're doing outside activity, strenuous activity, or even just being outside for prolonged periods of time, making sure you stay hydrated, um, lots of water intake. Um, I know people really like the Gatorades and they do have electrolytes, but there's a lot of sugar in them too. So um, you should still stay hydrated with lots of water. 
um, and keep soda and alcohol and, and Gatorade intake down to a minimum. Um, and I know it's, I hate to be the like no fun zone over here because <laughs> it's 4th of July weekend and everyone wants to crack open a, an adult beverage and have a good time, but sure. make sure you stay hydrated. Um, otherwise your fun can come to an end quickly, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to keep having fun. Right. <laughs> Even something as innocuous as coffee is a dehydrator. So people are getting these iced coffees and yep. sucking them down. Mm -hmm. He's You're pointing me on over yourself. here. <laughs> <laughs> Not Telling you out. Yeah, no, no. Um, you're absolutely right. Caffeine, of course, um, is that it can dehydrate you. So, so does um, coffee, uh, iced coffee, even, even though it's cold and refreshing, you still need water. Sure. And then, you know, okay, I got to put in my little nutrition plug because whenever water is the best thing to drink, period. Yep. Always. No matter what, whether you're talking heat, you're talking nutrition, you're talking um, just being healthy, mm -hmm. water is always the very best choice. All right, so I put that in there. Well, water. Okay, water. So water. This is a nice little segue. You see how that you worked out? Good. So water is good to drink. Water is good to swim in, to get in, to yeah. cool off. So you're hot. You need to cool off. You get in water. But oh my gosh, we still got to be safe there too. We're, we're the no fun zone today, Amy. <laughs> so uh, you know, summer is the most fun time of year, even though it's uh, obscenely hot here in in Texas. Um, it it's you know pool and no school mm -hmm. and. Um, all the fun stuff that comes with summer, but it's also a really dangerous time of year um, because we're driving more and we're in the pool more. And, and so um, we just want to talk about some water safety and water safety tips. I know a lot of people are going to be out on Lake Conroe this weekend to watch the fireworks show or just boating and having a good time. Um, so our life jacket laws um, for Texas, if you are under 13 and under, you have to be in a life jacket if the boat is away from dock. So but what if I'm a really good swimmer? Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I, I'm going to throw some statistics to okay. you here. So um, it's like the majority of deaths related to boating is from drowning. It's not even from the trauma caused in a boating accident. Um, it's people that are thrown from the boat that weren't wearing a life jacket and drown. Mm. And I mean, how preventable is that? I mean, boating accidents are, are horrible, but if you can mitigate some of those risks by putting a life jacket on, especially your kiddos, come on. Um, you know, because people can be knocked unconscious or even just the shock of being thrown from a boat. Um, and, you know, we have a, a pretty dangerous lake out here. As much as Lake Conroe is fun, um, we have lots of boating accidents out do, there. Yeah. So, and we have great lake patrol. The constable's office is out there. They're going to be doing, um, I think they do the, the BUIs, right? They do. They and um, it's, uh, they do no refusal weekend on the lake, too, which is really great that um, our law enforcement uh, supports that. Wait, let's back up. You said BUI? Oh, yeah. Boating under the influence. <laughs> okay. Just so that yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Like, yes. Or is it BWI or BUI? It depends on if we're talking about alcohol or narcotics. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's where Deputy Squire's <laughs> helpful. So technical. <laughs> so um, You're going to get in trouble. That's one. <laughs> so if you're going to be boating on the lake this weekend, yeah. designate a, um, a designated driver mm -hmm. who's not drinking, who's wearing their life jacket, um, has a phone, um, not while they're bo texting and boating, <laughs> but a phone. If something right. happens, they can call 911. Um, and a thing that we um, boaters don't think of probably on Lake Conroe is, um, if you have an accident, how do you tell responders where you are on the lake? And of mm -hmm. course, they're like, I can see the lighthouse. Well, you can see the lighthouse from most of the lake. So, you know, yeah, but having, can they see you? <laughs> right. Having a good idea of where you are. And that's why that designated um, boat driver, boat operator is so important because if you have an emergency, getting personnel to you, because we do have, we have a paramedic on the lake this weekend. Um, we've got the constables out there. We've got the fire department out there. Um, and, you know, it's a busy weekend, so we all try to be prepared, but helping to get those people to you quickly. Yeah. All right. So boating, uh, wearing your, I think wearing your um, life jacket, yeah. is, that's one of those common sense things. And I realize I mean, they're not cool. I get it. Um, but they're, you know, the, the 
the cool factor versus the safety factor. You know, the safety <laughs> and the outweighs the cool, I think. Sure. It's not cool to be dead. Right. Would, right. Would you say so, like a pretty safe rule of thumb would be for whoever's on the boat, you have that many life jackets? Yeah, I think, actually, I think that's the that's law. kind of the law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it is? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's law. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that was um, law. Well, so speaking of our lake patrol, the constables, I, they do kind of random checks. So they're like, hey, how many people you have on your boat? Uh, five. All right, show me five life jackets. And you have to be able to produce those. Um, and they do random spot checks. They, you know, they'll ask who's drinking and check the drivers. And I mean, they're very, very, very proactive out on the lake. We have awesome law enforcement in the county that we tries did. to keep us safe. So, yeah. And if you thought uh, field sobriety testing on the roadway was hard, try it on a boat. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. We take them off the water. <laughs> and we put them. I'm like, ooh, how I, do like, you I don't do think that? I could pass that. No, no, how no. how like, old do you have to be to drive a boat? That's a Legally. good question. Yeah. I don't know that I have the answer. I don't know that I know the answer either. Um, there is a boating license. I think sure. so. Um, if you're under a certain age, you might have to have the license. I'm not. I can't remember not now. You know what? We'll look that up. Yeah, Squire. And we will googling right yeah. now. That's right. <laughs> and then we will um, bring every. This this is a great way to keep people stay tuned. Yeah. Come back because we're gonna have the answer for you. But nice you're listening tease. to. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 and 106.1. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. And we are back. You know, we had we used to have this uh, tagline for extension that said, it's the place to go when you need to know. So even here on the radio, ooh, I can make like a rap. The place to know, <laughs> the place to go when you need to know on the radio because we have Coolio people <laughs> like Ashton. You're going to run out of O words. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. So, so I'm just going to stop now. You can snack um, on some Oreos. Oh, ooh, you could, but that would not be nutritious. Can we put that in our okay. contract agreement? And when we come back, there's Oreos here. Is that... Uh, we'll have to talk to Dick later. <laughs> okay, Dick, we need some Oreos. Um, all right, so we were talking in the break about boating and boating safety, and I brought up the question, how old do you have to be to drive a boat? And okay, Google so, Squire found some answers. Yeah, so Google tells us you have to be at least 18 years of age to legally operate a boat, or you can be 13 years of age having passed a boater safety class with an 18-year-old or above in the boat with you. So kind of just like any laws, you need to know what you're doing before you don't, don't, don't make assumptions That's right. absolutely because right. there's a few little caveats to. Yeah. I mean, what's legal. And I'm still thinking like a 13 year old operating a boat. I'm trying to think me when I was 13, I probably shouldn't <laughs> yes, be no. operating a boat. Right. But I mean, I guess if you go through the safety class and you have an adult supervising. Sure. And I, I mean, I guess there's some people that, you know, I mean, grow up on the lake and that's kind of second nature that's to true. them. Yeah. Um, but so one, next thing I want to talk about, though, is if you're not fortunate enough to have a boat or to be able to go out to the lake on a regular basis uh, in a boat, um, maybe you go out to the lake to swim or yeah. maybe you just go to a pool to swim. So that's the other thing that comes up a lot in the summer is yeah. um, water safety. So we have a fantastic public swimming area on Lake Conroe at Lake Conroe Park. You mm-hmm. can enter off of uh, 105. Um, and it's right there near the marina uh, on 105. And 
Um, we actually have a life jacket loaner board program out there where we have life jackets that you can borrow while you're visiting our, our lovely lake. Um, so you can be safe. And I will tell you that place is packed yeah. on the weekends and um, it's such a lovely lake. So um, we do have some life jackets out there for people that need it. Um, so if you are visiting Lake Connor this weekend to swim, check out our life jacket loaner board. Um, but if you're home at your pool, oh, sorry. Amy, Nick, well, question. So swimming at the lake yeah. and life jacket. So mm-hmm. you said life jacket loaner. Is mm-hmm. that optional or is that required? Uh, or it is optional, it's <laughs> but it's recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lake Connor is a man-made lake. And so um, the, the way that it kind of um, dips down, you know, that swimming area is nice and shallow until all of a sudden it's not shallow anymore. Mm-hmm. And so people, I think, get surprised if they're not familiar with the lake. And, you know, some people might want to just go wade around in the water. They might not be great swimmers. Um, and so I think a life jacket's always a really great idea, especially sure. when it's so so packed. It's um, it's not a clear lake. Um, and so, you know, it, it always keeps somebody above water if something happens. All right. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. All right. So can't go out to the lake, but there's a community pool I can go to. Yeah. Um, so lots of um, pools, I'm sure, are going to be in use this weekend and through the 4th of July holiday. So we want to remind everybody to be safe in their pool at home. We recommend always designating what we call a water watcher. And that's somebody, again, who's not drinking, um, an adult who's not drinking and um, not on their cell phones, not distracted <laughs> by things. Um, somebody who's in- responsible for watching children in and around water. Um, and that's really important. I think people... Um, media has done us a disservice. Um, the movies of drowning is this big production, you know, they're splashing and yelling and, and really drowning isn't this big ordeal. It's, it's actually silent. Um, and it happens very quickly. And so even just looking away to answer a text message can be the difference between a child, um, living and dying, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least having a, a drowning incident. Um, we've been fortunate here in Montgomery County that we've, um, we've had, um, very few fatal drownings this year. Um, but we want to keep it that way. And um, but we, even for every fatal drowning that we hear about, we have what we call non-fatal drownings where kids go underwater. Um, maybe parents find the kids submerged or um, face down in the water. They might perform CPR or give rescue breaths and the kid survives. But um, they talk about secondary drowning or um, even some like maybe brain deficits from being oxygen deprived. So those are still mm-hmm. risks as well. OK, so another thing that I've heard of. It's called dry drowning? Which is the same as secondary drowning. Okay. Um, so that's when you have a submersion event and you might um, inhale some water. And so you're, you're alive, you're awake, you're breathing, um, but you got some water in your lungs. And as that water is in your lungs, you develop uh, lung problems, breathing problems, and then you have secondary issues later on. Okay. So, and, and that can be like hours It later. can be hours. I think okay. we just recently had a, um, a death of a child in, I believe, Texas City. Um, that was, it made the, the news. And, um, I think his was a few days later mm-hmm. that his lung problems developed infection and things like that over a few days. And so do you know any tips? I mean, things to look for, what, how to prevent that? Or? Well, one is designating that water watching sure. watcher. The best way to prevent drowning or the best way to treat drowning rather is to prevent it from happening at all. Um, that's obviously the safest thing. Um, so having somebody watch children, cause the second they go into water, if you're watching, you can go snatch them. But we also recommend any, any child that's had a submersion event, they need to be evaluated by a physician. Um, and in the emergency departments, they're observing them for several hours, maybe doing an x-ray if they need be, depending mm-hmm. on the severity of this sub- submersion event, just to make sure their lungs are clear, they're okay, they're not going to develop any complications. Great. Ashton, you're just full of full of good information. Thanks. She's good to have yep. her on. She? she is. I like her. I like her. I, I like you too, and I like you. 
And I like you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made the list. <laughs> yeah. No, but to talk to you or to talk about that, I, I mean, I'm a case in point of why that's a good idea. When I was two years old and I wasn't, I hadn't learned how to swim yet and mm -hmm. I was playing on the side of the pool and I fell in and I went under and if it wasn't for my godfather, I probably wouldn't be here right now. And, wow. and he was watching the pool, reached over, snagged me up, got me out. I, I was under for probably all of five seconds, but yeah. if he hadn't been watching the pool like that, you wouldn't be here I today. wouldn't be here today. So. Yeah. It's, um, it, it happens so quickly and, um, you know, accidents happen and that's not to say if you hadn't, you know, somebody sitting there watching that something still couldn't happen. So we always recommend all the other safety measures too. Um, ha you know, having a phone handy, not that you're on it, but you know, nearby. Mm -hmm. So if something happens, you can call 911. Um, you know, even kids getting out of the home and getting into the pool when it's not being mm -hmm. used. Um, oh, when so, no one's around watching. Yeah, yep. gates and fences around your pools, alarm systems on the door to alert you if the door's open. Um, those are all good safety measures. And then ultimately, um, I really encourage people to learn CPR because when accidents happen, you're prepared and you can help. Um, and um, instead of waiting for responders to get there to intervene, you can be the person that starts um, helping somebody in an emergency. You know, Ashton, I was going to touch base on that as well. It's, it just seems like from my perspective that so fewer people know CPR these days than used to yeah. be. And it's not hard to learn. It's, I mean, it's CPR is pretty easy i mean you need to know what to do and in the steps and so that you don't cause damage right. but it's not like extremely difficult. no i last, mean last week we just finished our 911 summer camp where mm -hmm. ashton helped us with some uh, education materials and instructors and we taught eighth and ninth graders cpr and first aid and ad 21 of them to be exact absolutely <laughs> yeah it's just everybody needs to know this uh, i mm -hmm. mean you think um it's so intuitive for people to learn how to drive um, but we don't learn how to save a life. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, we teach CPR classes at the hospital district. We also have a hands-only CPR program where we can come to your business or to your organization and teach you hands-only CPR, um, which is that, you know, if you don't want to give breaths, you don't, we're not giving breaths to strangers. We're just doing the compressions only, mm -hmm. um, which I think if you don't have the two and a half hours to dedicate to taking the full class, like let's learn hands-only CPR. Sure. Um, and so we have lots of really great options. Um, and, and I think it's really important for people to learn. You never know when you're going to be the first first responder. Yeah. And you said we're no. You said no fun zone, but we're fun. Yeah, I we're think we're fun. fun. I think I'm fun. No, I think y'all are a lot of fun. I think it's just <laughs> teaching people how to have fun in a safe way. Right. Sure. The fun kind of ends when somebody gets hurt. That's right. right. Yeah, absolutely. So we keep the fun going. That's right. We're teaching That's people right. how to be safe. That's it. So Deputy Squire, what would be your number one safety tip? Oh, don't drink and drive. All right. Do you have a safety tip? Uh, don't be drinking alcohol and just plan in your backyard. Drink lots of water to stay hydrated. Yeah. Do you have a great one? Uh, I'm going to say um, watch your kids around water this mm. weekend and have a great 4th of July. Sounds good. And mine is just have some common sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. This is uh, the Extension Hour. Extension Hour. Next week you'll hear Mike Heimer. He'll be here. So, um, you know, he's, he's all right, but he's not as fun as we are. <laughs> Maybe he is. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for being here and uh, see you next time. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, 
Contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.